Hey, Sales Lift Nation, it's your host, Tyler Lindley. Today, I have Jameson Pence on the podcast. Hey, Jameson, how are you today? I'm great, man. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, thanks for joining. Jameson is the Senior Manager of Sales Development and Operations at Lead IQ. He also helps consult growing sales teams on how to just better organize their sales process, specifically around sales development, which is what we'll be focusing on today. So Jameson, I'm curious, we were talking about sales development and kind of personalization. What tactics and strategies do you coach your SDRs on to help them book more meetings at Lead IQ? Yeah, uh, great question. So we do a lot of personalization. So that's where I coach my reps to do. And I, I think it's a lot of building the process around that as well. So it's both email personalization, videos, our LinkedIn social touches, everything's got to come from like a one-to-one fashion because if it's one-to-many, if you can send an email out to the same 10 other people, then we we can just bulk send, have have marketing handle some of that. Yeah. It's funny. I was just having that conversation with sales leader the other day. If we're not doing things that are personalized and one-to-one, then what are we doing as sales? We're just our jobs can be automated, right? Why? What value are we bringing? So how do you, given that we want to have those one-to-one connections, how do reps do that? Like personalization sounds like something, oh yeah, everybody needs, to, we need to do personalization. We got to do that well. That's what we're bringing. That's the value we bring as SDRs. How do you go about starting to do that? So two parts. I, I think there's, how do you do it as a rep? And then how do you coach as an SDR leader? Mm-hmm. So as an SDR leader, I think it's part of it's showing them, giving them like a process for, hey, this is how we do that first line of personalization. This is where we find it. Then we do a clever transition into our value prop so that it's not just a hard stop push into, hey, this is what we do. And then having a good CTA to follow it. So part of it with coaching the SDR team, it's showing them plenty of examples, showing them like, hey, this is how I would personalize against this prospect. And then we would have like sessions as well with the team where it's like, hey, this is a LinkedIn profile of somebody that we want to reach out to. Everybody write a personalized email, send it to me, and then we'll look at all of these as a team. So mm-hmm. it's incredible to see 10 people personalized in a different way to the same person, which is really fun. And you can find something on everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has something that you can find about them that you can reach out to. You brought up a good point there. You talked about you have the personalization, but then you have that transition to the value prop and you want to try to make that a seamless and smooth transition. How do you coach specifically to that? Tying whatever personalization you did, like you said, you have 10 reps do it, they'll do 10 different ways. But how do you coach that transition moment, which can be a little bit more difficult, right? Like how do you tie it into the value prop? I think giving them like just a couple starter transitions that they can play with until they take the training wheels off and get a little bit more clever with it. But something like similar to X, unlike blank, whatever they mentioned in that first couple sentences in the beginning there, that that was their personalization. Mm-hmm. So having a couple like starter transitions. And then from there, once they get more familiar with, oh, this is how we connect it then they can just tie it in directly into this is lead IQ does similar to this. Do you like that value prop to be consistent from email to email? You just say, this is the value prop we're going to use. Or do you like a more customized value prop based on that buyer persona or ICP? Yeah, very custom to the, the, the person they're reaching out to as well. When they build out their emails, they basically start with a, a blank template. Mm. It's just a blank sheet of paper 
but after a while they get more familiar with it. It's only that muscle memory over time. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So it sounds like y'all have lots of different value props there at lead IQ that you might put into an email or, or any kind of outreach based on the circumstance. A lot of them are, are similar. Like we might have a snippet for some might need to just change it up slightly to make sure that it's resonating with who they're reaching out to. Yep. Gotcha. What kind of going back a little bit, like how do y'all trained the educating your SDRs on understanding the, the prospect better, like that specific ICP or buyer persona, like what do y'all do in terms of training just so that they understand who they're reaching out to better before they even start sending emails and doing personalization? What kind of training do y'all do on the front end just so they know who they're speaking to? A lot of it's like classroom training. We, we do a huddle every day so we can do some sort of like knowledge block with the team, but just pulling like a LinkedIn profile and going around, what do you think this person probably cares about? Mm-hmm. Like, how would we help this person? Like, where does our value prop fit into what this person does? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those live trainings are, are where we fit it in. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And then it sounds like the call to action, you leave that in their in their hands as well to use whatever call to action they feel is right. Or, or do you prefer like a few, hey, use one of these two mostly? Or what direction do you give in terms of CTAs? Uh, so there, there's like the two, I would say the two kind of competing schools of thought there. There's like the interest CTA where it's like, Hey, are you open to learning a little bit more? I think that was from Gong's research. And then sales loft had another one where it was Nashville. Was it, it was like, do you have five minutes to jump on a call? Oh, do you have five minutes? Gotcha. Specific amount of time. Gotcha. So they're kind of asking similar things. Are you interested versus do you have five minutes? But do you see different, have y'all A-B tested those to where you see different conversion rates based off of the CTA? But we haven't A-B tested those because all of the emails are just so different. So it's hard to yeah. A-B test anything when you're <laughs> doing very personal personalized emails. So I, I just give them the, the leeway to try and move out. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. So what does your onboarding training look like? What are those first... 30, 60, 90 days look like and the ramp schedule. How does that work there at Lead IQ for your reps? So the first week, it's very structured hour by hour trainings with either myself or another person on the team. We have a sales enablement person who's phenomenal at structuring it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like hour by hour trainings, like really understanding the tools. I think a big part of it, it and I think this is probably lost with moving the remote for a lot of teams, but making sure that folks have the rep share their screen rather than you <laughs> sharing your screen, <laughs> yeah. watch them click and see where they go because you can't stand behind somebody and see that, see what they're doing. So that's like the next best thing is have them click, have them actually do the work while you facilitate. I love that. Whenever you ask a rep, especially a brand new rep, I do a lot. I coach a lot of new brand new SDRs. Whenever you ask them to share their screen, like you see them like perk up, you know, like they get that deer in headlights look. Like, oh God, my screen, what's on my computer? But I think that's a good thing, right? Because they need to start getting comfortable. Hey, it's just also getting comfortable with the tools. Like I'm going to share my screen. That's naturally something they're going to have to do likely in their role as they talk to prospects. But the sooner we can get them doing that and getting comfortable doing that, the better, as well as let's double check on what they're actually doing versus just me sharing my screen always and just teaching from the front of the classroom and then hoping everyone's paying attention and, and getting everything right. Yeah. It terrifies me to, they could just be doing something wrong for the entirety of their. <laughs> right. Um, 
That is a scary thought. And maybe not realizing it until it's too late, until like they're on with the prospect and you realize, oh, wow, I missed that the last couple of months. Awesome. So it sounds like in week two, do y'all, do you put them on the phones like in a week one, week two, or when do they start actually doing outreach? Yeah, week two, they're on the phones. They should have folks already sequenced. It's Mm -hmm. like a lighter, making sure that they're understanding the workflow, Mm -hmm. that process. So it's not reaching out to as many prospects, but more so making sure that they're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and over again. So probably half the KPIs that you'd expect like a normal rep, just making sure that they're taking the right steps. And then on week three, they should be able to hit the ground running from there. When do you consider your reps fully ramped? What's y'all's ramp schedule look like? And what when do you consider them fully ramped? And what does fully ramped mean to you at Lead IQ? In terms of quota, it's they're fully ramped after their third month. Okay. So they, they should be able to understand the basics of, hey, this is how we, we bubble up opportunities. And this is how I use all the tools. Fully ramped for me is they're hitting quota. Mm-hmm. Like that's... Hitting full quota, right? Yeah. So once you can take advantage of all of the activities, a very thoughtful manner. We also look at how many activities it takes to bubble up an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're not just doing activity for activity's sake, but also making it quality activity. Yep. Yep, exactly. Quality over quantity any day. I want to pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about scripts in terms of phone scripts. Yeah, I know you and I are both are passionate about this topic and you showed me the light in a lot of this regard in terms of the value of phone scripts for brand new SDRs. Where do phone scripts fit into you? Like when you're arming reps to have these cold call conversations, your brand new SDRs, how important are scripts? Do you all use them? How do you use them? How do you coach around them? Just give me your overall thoughts on scripts. A big fan of scripts. So they speed up your onboarding process tenfold. They're not going to know how to say your value prop in a week of onboarding. They're not going to be able to speak the way that you want them to speak. Like their lexicon is the same lexicon that they had coming out of college. So we want them to be able to speak like a professional, how you would want to want them to speak coming into a, a working environment. So giving them a word for word script that they have to memorize it speeds up the process quite a bit. It also gives them um, like some sort of, it gives them a process that they can work off of. Like reps are going to have a script anyways. It's just, are you going to build it? Or are you going to let them build it? Mm. Yeah, that's such yeah. a good point. Yeah. Who do you want building the script, right? Your brand new SDR or you, the manager or the enablement or the executive level? Who's What do you want them saying? I think that's a great point because... You probably trust what you know now, given all of your experience versus what they know, given their 10 minutes of experience, right? Yeah. I I think another big thing is making sure that you're constantly iterating on the script. So it's not a static thing that you've built, but you're constantly adding and like adjusting it so that as we get new ideas and adjust the, the process, they know that, hey, I don't, they might be against scripts, be like, hey, I want to do my own thing, you know? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't sound like me, um, but nothing's going to sound like you. It's like actors use scripts. They don't say, hey, this doesn't sound like me. It's yeah, you're acting. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and and you d- you said word for word and you just brought up acting as well. Like you are... The first week, it's very structured, hour by hour trainings with either myself or another person on the team. We have a sales enablement person who's phenomenal at structuring it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like 
our by our trainings, like really understanding the tools. Yeah. So word for word, I, I think initially stick to it. If you have built a really good script, then it should be dynamic enough to where you can still acknowledge what the prospect's saying and get right back on the track with the script. Yeah. How much of these scripts, so do you, because sometimes when I'm coaching SDRs, I'll say like, let's focus on the first 60 seconds where you're going to have a really solid intro to the cold connect call, but then, and then you might script out some of the objections and and some responses that you'd want to go for after that. And then like, what is your, if you're pivoting to next steps, what does that look like? How much of the script do you, how much of the call do you script out, Jameson? Is it the entire call? Is it just the intro? What does your script look like? Yeah, it's, it's the entire call. So it's the intro objections, the closing the call. Really, if, if they bring up a competitor, this is what we're going to say. Everything is, is scripted in there. It's just whether a, a matter of coaching to the navigation of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there a lot of, so is there a lot of like paths that the calls can go down? If prospect says this, then go here, like after you get past the end. There, there's not a, a ton of branching. Okay. I mean, see that happens. It's a lot of like, you're basically con- controlling the conversation a little bit more than letting the, the prospect control it. Because I, I'd say 99% of the calls, they're fairly similar. Yeah. And it, you can pretty much dictate where the conversation goes if you're using the script. How do you coach towards that? I feel like some SDRs have a tough time controlling that call where they might just lose control of it early on or somewhere midway through the process and then never maybe fully regain control of that conversation. How do you coach towards reps controlling the call? Uh, I I think taking like coaching to the script, it's you have to take it piece by piece Mm -hmm. with the reps. It's like, all right, we're going to lay out this scenario. What am I going to say if I give you an objection. How are you going to handle this? And a lot of it is just acknowledging the objection, getting right back on track, like acknowledge, distract with maybe ask the prospect a question to clarify it and get right back on track. Yeah. Happy to get you some more information on that. Get right right back on track. That makes sense. Do you initially, how do you coach the script initially? Do you just, do you have them just read it? Do you role play it like right off the bat? What are your, how do you introduce the script to brand new, to a brand new SDR? And then how do you, I guess, do it initially? And then how do you continuously coach to it? Uh, first, starting off by covering the objections that you're going to naturally get when you introduce a script, which is one, it, it's not going to sound like me. And two, it's not going to be dynamic. Yeah. Um, do every does every single SDR say those things? Like, does, <laughs> is any SDR like fantastic a script? This is perfect, or is this every everyone give pushback? <laughs> uh, I think you get most pushback with reps who have had a lot more like sales experience, mm-hmm. so you know, they've already figured it out. They know what they're doing, so that they they don't need any more coaching at that point, right? Which is funny because they have they actually figured it out, though, in terms of like your script, your company, your buyer persona, your value prop, like they have experience, but they don't have experience doing it with you at Lead IQ. So is their experience as valuable there in this regard? I I think it's just easier with greener reps to to sell the importance of it. And then like, Hey, if there's something that needs to be changed, we'll change it. Yeah, exactly. Convince me though. Convince me. (laughs) Or does that take like an actual call recording? Do you, do you you just take suggestions from your reps on updates to the script or is it, Hey, I want to, let's walk through that. And then I want to hear it on a call record, like hear it live with a prospect before you consider making an adjustment to it. I take, uh, take suggestions pretty easily from the team. I want them to be using it. So 
if, if I push back too hard on any aspect of it, then it's, it's going to be a, a lot less useful for them. Yeah. So is the script, is this a one, just is, is everyone sharing the same version of this? Is there one master version of the script? And then does everybody have their own individual version copy of it? Or how do you make sure the script doesn't, you know, all get all these little additions and have everybody's little notes in it? Like, how do you make sure you, this is the script that we're using, especially if you're changing it and making it dynamic? How do you make sure it doesn't get cluttered and just overrun by too many comments or too many people adding their thoughts? Yeah, we have we have one master script that everybody uses. I uh, I'm the only one that I own like the the adjustments to it. So basically, if somebody wants to make an adjustment, we'll chat through it, decide if it makes sense, and then we'll add it in there. And then in our next huddle, we'll be like, "Hey, made this adjustment to the script. Try it out. Let me know how it works." Got it. And then, but then everybody's pulling up that version of the script on a daily basis. So you could see all of your reps in that. Is it a Google doc, like inside of that document on a regular basis? Yeah, it's a, it's a quip doc, but it's okay. essentially the same. Yeah. Gotcha. So I see everybody's heads pop in there. Okay, cool. Awesome. It also, does that give you comfort as the SDR leader knowing that they're actually using it? Is that like a good barometer check to see, <laughs> oh, they're actually in the script. Oh, I know that they're using it. Versus, oh, I never see Je- uh, Jeff in the script, so I don't know if what Jeff is actually doing. Did he print it off, or do you use that as like a kind of a check-in, uh, if you will? I I guess I don't really use it as a check-in. Uh, if it's not utilized, it, it'll probably be a lot more apparent when I pull calls. Yeah. How do you effectively coach on call recordings? So now that we've got we've got the script, you've given them, here's what we might say. Now we've got actual recordings of them having, using the script out in the wild with prospects. How do you find you coach towards towards those on those recordings? What do you, how do you coach those recordings? What do you do? Do you do that individually or group? Just what is your process for that? Yeah, so we do it as a group. So I'll pull a call and say like, first off, keep a, a couple things in mind is one, this isn't a roast. This is to yeah. level all of us. One of my uh, old reps brought that up on one of the calls. He's, this is not to roast. And I, I just kind of stuck. Yeah, I like that. Um, and the, the feedback's not for the person whose call we're pulling, but it's for all of us because we're all running into the same issues. There's something that we can learn from every call. So be collaborative, give each other feedback. We're all learning and growing together. So be collaborative with it. Mm-hmm. And then when we're pulling the call, there's 10 things that we're listening for on the call. It's demeanor. So are you, do you sound happy, sad? Are you, are you fun to speak with over the phone? Like how's your demeanor? What's your tone? What's your pace? Are you going too fast, too slow? Are you mixing it up? Are you mixing up like your high lows? So by doing that, you can essentially make it sound like you're not reading from a script. Mm. Um, clarity, are you clear over the phone? Do you have some sort of like personality? Uh, are you building rapport with the prospect? Active listening, actively like hearing what the prospect is saying. Objection handling, so using that effectively is, are the parts in the script where you're supposed to be relevant and tailored? Are you doing that? Script adherence, and then the last thing is pushing for the close. Mm. Gotcha. So not getting put too easily. Awesome. And so, and it sounds like, so there's a grading, do you have a grading? Is it like a check? Yes, you did this or no, you didn't on this call. Or do you have like more of a scale of like, you were a one to five, you were a three in this area on this call or how does that work? So we don't really have like a scale because I don't really have, I know it's 
going to be way too convoluted. We're checking a scale of 10 things on yeah. every call. Uh, but when we pull the call, the important thing is that they get something out of it. So we'll stop at certain parts, be like, hey, what did you like about this? What could, could they have done better at this part? Why did they get sidetracked? I don't think they didn't use the script. That's why. Script <laughs> adherence, poor. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> do you like, it sounds like you do it in a group setting. Do you like your other SDR? Do you like their peers giving feedback just as much as you like you giving feedback? Is that why you do it in a group setting? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, they should be listening for this stuff and thinking about how could I use this on my next call? Yeah. Do you ever have like SDRs? Is there ever tension in inside the group between one SDR giving another SDR feedback? And it's, oh, I've you've been here 10 minutes. I've been here a year. Is there ever any kind of dynamic there where you have to come in and arbitrate or play referee? Or do you feel like the culture is strong enough to where you don't run into that much? I'm very fortunate. Like the culture is, we do have like a culture of feedback. So it's, we're very open to like, hey, help me out. Give me feedback. Yeah. Again, like prefacing the fact that, hey, this is for all of us. Like it's, we're pulling this feedback for not just you, but it, it's for, for everybody. Yeah. Do you ever do it individually as well? Or do you only do call recording reviews in a group setting? Yeah, I, I'll do it. I pull them during like our one-on-ones as well. Yeah. Listen to them beforehand, get a couple notes and make it, make it something that we can look for week over week, make sure that there's like constant improvement there. Yep. Got it. That makes sense. And do you do role plays as well? Or do you do you strictly lean on the recordings and reviewing those and giving feedback? Or do you do role plays in addition to recordings? Uh, we do role plays as well. Uh, and normally we just take part of the script. So it's like, all right, we're going to role play 2.0. We're going to role play the value prop right here. All right, we're going to do this again. But I want you to raise your demeanor a little bit. I want you to slow down. I want you to play around with your tone and pace. So it's like working on making sure that we're saying it over and over again so that it sounds very natural. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome, Jameson. Well, really appreciate the conversation today. If my listeners want to find about more out about you online, where can they find you, Jameson? Uh, find me on LinkedIn. I'm there. Jameson Pence. All right. Connect me. Perfect. Yeah. Connect with Jameson there. We'll link to that in the show notes as well as a lot of the other things we discussed today. Jameson, thanks so much for coming on. Had a blast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas plus action equals results. You've got new ideas. Now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.